Weekend at Effie's is back this week, and we need your help. We need you to rate our podcast five stars, 10 stars. Tell your grandma, get on your podcast app, grandma, rate that thing. Follow us, download the episodes, watch the episodes, and sign up for the Patreon at weekendateffies.com, featuring mini-sodes, fun content, dogs, new vlogs, and all sorts of other fun. This week on the episode, we talk about Seattle, fun times hanging out with your mom and grandma, dogs, dogs wearing vests, dog fashion, space needles, the spiciness of curry, the deliciousness of Indian sweets, and of course, I get ribbed with a bunch of dad jokes at the end, which is a great time. Weekend at Effie's, it's here for you. Let's jump into the episode. Back. Wait, are you ready now? Are you ready now for me? Yes. Announcement. We're back. <laughs> We're back. The podcast is back. We took a week off. I took a full week off, and I rested, and I'm refreshed. And I got lots to say. What about you, Pitar? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a member of our wonderful Patreon at weekendateffies.com. Now, it's called Weekend at Effies, but listen, Pitar is just as much an important component as anything we have here. As the dogs, we have three dogs on the couch right now. Um, second announcement. If you're not a Patreon member, you should be one. Third announcement. This is the big announcement. I just bought us a new camera so we can get yeah. towards some sick video content beyond just looking at my face, which is gorgeous, perfect, lovely. Last week I did something where I like I scratched my chest and I could see my muscles just like bouncing and it was I'm not I'm a little bit of a narcissist, but also like I'd fuck me. Is that That's pos- I good self-esteem, I think. Yeah, maybe too much. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I used to think, I don't think I could be gay. I would just fuck myself all the time. But then I found out that's harder than you think. Did you ever read or watch Time Traveler's Wife? Um, no, I think I just couldn't. He jerks himself off in that. Does he? Yeah, because there's like two different versions of himself. Huh. So, time travel. How much of a possibility is that? I think it's not a possibility. There's no one I'd be able to give a better hand job to than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's there's just like I couldn't there's no I I know, I know. You know what I mean? I got practice makes perfect. Uh the Seinfeld thing of when you own the equipment, you know, you're better at the gym. Yeah. Yeah, because you it's always there to use. Uh okay, well, welcome to the podcast. Uh a lot of things have happened since we last spoke. Huge things. I have um officially uh, visited my mom for the first time in a year. She lives two hours from my house, and I only traveled 100,000 miles in between the last time I saw her. Uh, and now we have been reunited, and she loved it. We had a great time. Now, sadly, and I think she listens to the podcast, which I'm glad I opened with <laughs> this information, but I told myself as well, this is what I told myself. I love my mom. I respect my mom so much. I'm never going to censor my art or who I am to appease a, a particular audience member here. Yeah. Because the people who listen all the time are like, no, we want to hear about you creating time travel to pleasure yourself. Like, that's why you're here. It's a wrestling podcast, okay? This isn't just any kind of podcast. Uh, but since she does listen, I want to tell her, Mama had such a good time. Uh, thank you for feeding me. 
your delicious meals. My grandmother made country fried steak and fingerling potatoes and uh, rainbow carrots. And they made chicken white chili for me. And I ate a lot of food. And Bebop came on the journey with us. Now, here's a Bebop story. Bebop's not a big boy. Like, he's a strong boy. He's slimmed down a little bit, too. You've been taking Bebop on a lot more walks than I'm able to do. And it's like, it warms my heart so much. I know Lucy likes having a friend out on the trails. We have Cranberry here with us today. She's it's raining or else I think we would, but they they've been mind melding on walks lately, but it's like like dumb brain melding. Yeah, like they're both just like, here's the dumbest parts yeah. of us. Let's put them together yeah, 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 and be yeah. dumber. And Bebop is reconsidering his position on cars because he doesn't like wheeled things. Yeah, he doesn't like bikes, scooters, skateboards, uh, those one wheeled unicycle things that people ride around the park without helmets on. What are you doing? Um, but now, yes, I think he's moving to not liking any sort of vehicle. Uh, we are practicing a new technique that I was taught called, you say, leave it when you see the thing before he sees the thing. Yeah. And then he, when he sees the thing, he's already hearing you saying, leave it. So he, he's getting better at that. If you, there's your trick. I'm letting you know. Okay. On the awesome. Trick. That's helpful, Try that. actually. If you see it before him, you just go, leave it, leave it, leave it. And then he really won't give it as much attention it works. So I also kind of know where these dorks like to stop in the neighborhood now. Uh, they also have been doing a thing you told me about where they will stop at doorsteps <laughs> to pose for pictures because you usually have them pose in front of like cute houses. <laughs> so they're just like, it's time for our photos. <laughs> it's time for us. We shall have a photo. There's this there's this one spot they're obsessed with and like there we've never had any dog interactions there and there's no the reason spot. they just think it's the spot and you know it's cute for sure it would make a great photo but also like i didn't i didn't ask you i to didn't do- ask you to do this <laughs> good for them i'm glad they're very calm and wonderful today uh we talked a little bit more about lucy's uh punctuality mm-hmm. on the mini so don't miss that a lot of movie talk a lot of talk about series and fun and excitement uh but Bebop did one of my favorite things I've ever seen him do this this past weekend before I went to Seattle. My grandmother is, uh, I think, 84 or 85 now. Uh, still very spry, very exciting. And she has dumbbells, like five-pound dumbbells in her room. So Bebop, of course, is doing his uh, patrol of the house. I kind of explained it. I was like, he wants to patrol, let him check the house. He's not going to mess with anything. And we're all sitting on the couch, and he goes to do a patrol. And he comes back with a five pound dumbbell in his mouth and sets it down by grandmother's feet and thinks it's a dog toy to be played with. I don't know how he picked this thing up. He is like a third of his weight. Right. Like he's very strong and he just walked it in and was like, yep, this must be a toy that we can play with. And we were just cracking up at Bebop's. He wanted toys. You know, my mom's dog passed away. Sadly, very cute dog, little schnauzer. And so I said, you know what, Bebop? You're going to come be an emotional support bop, and you're going to come hang out. And he was cuddling on everyone and sitting on grandma's lap and sitting on mom's lap and just enjoying the backyard and barking at all the dogs. Uh, The rule in my mom's neighborhood in the HOA is three minutes of continuous dog barking. Or maybe it's 30 seconds continuous, three minutes total per day of dog barking. And he broke the fuck out of those rules. But I dare anyone to come say something to Bebop about that. He's not going to stop. He was barking up a storm. He was having the time of his life. I was rested. I was back in 
Greenville, he's so cute right now. My he's goodness. being adorable. Like just the cutest baby. I might have to just like snap a little pic of him being so fucking cute. Oh. Oh. With his big butt out. Look at your big butt. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. If you are on the Patreon every month, we post exclusive puppy content. Yeah. And I just put up a vlog that's like 27 minutes that also features uh, one of my favorite meals I had this month with Speedball and Gabe Kid in a... Oh, the chilies? Chilies. Hell yeah. Yes. So fun content on there. I'm going to get into the meat of this, but it's good to see your parents every once in a while. I'm going to see my dad on Thanksgiving. Me and Allie are landing in Charlotte. I'm going to Denver tomorrow and then... Uh, after I beat Heidi Howitzer for the Lucha Libre and Last Championship, flying back to Charlotte, picking up a car. We're going to go have a little Thanksgiving lunch with my father. And then we're going to do Effie's Big A Thanksgiving in Lexington, North Carolina. Uh, Friday, we're doing Insane Clown Bussy at WrestleCade. Quite exciting. And then Saturday, I'll be signing all day at WrestleCade. Sunday, though, Sue Young versus Allie Catch at Ladies Day, Ladies Day Out, Ladies Night Out show at WrestleCade, the women's show. And then we're coming back home. Allie is going to be with us. This is announcement number four. Allie's going to be with us next week. And not only will she be appearing on uh, everybody's favorite independent weekly wrestling stream, Monday Not Raw, she will also be the first official third guest we've had on the podcast. Not official guest because uh, you have had guests before without me being here, mm-hmm. including AJ and including Cole Radrick. But this will be the first time we've had three in the booth. We're going to share a mic. Is Cole back from England? Cole's back from England, finally. Damn. And I think I get to see Cole this weekend at WrestleCade. I'm so excited. I've missed him very much. I know the England trip was good for him to get out there and do some cool stuff and have some sick matches. I saw some of the clips from his matches with Flash Webster and uh, uh, Clint Margera, and I'm quite excited to see my friend again. I will say, that boy that boy has gotten skinny in England. Oh, There's not a lot of Cole-friendly foods in England, I'm yeah. So... We're gonna we're gonna get him some chicken tendies this weekend and no sauce, no sauce, and get him uh, get him jacked up again. I love it. I'm so excited. Yes, Cole Radrick back from England. Official announcement. Alley Catch gonna be here next week, so we're gonna be recording the podcast a little early, which is great news for the Patreon subscribers once again. Fantastic. But last weekend, I got to do one of my favorite things, which is stay in a city for two full days and go to Seattle. Now, you're familiar with Seattle, Pitar. I used to live there. You used to live in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Tell me about kind of your experience living in the great Pacific Northwest. Cold, rainy, lonely. Okay, well. It's <laughs> not a great time. <laughs> All right, well. Moving, moving from Africa to Seattle. Yeah, that's a bit of a juxtaposition there. That's, mm-hmm. uh, I also think the word juxtaposition should be thrown out of the library or the dictionary, whatever, because there's no other word that ends with tuposition. So you could just say jux. Like the jux of that is just an it's in it's enormous. What an enormous jux. Like why do you there's no other word that ends in to position. I'm not gonna call you on this one because I don't I'm telling you right now, I've done the research. Okay. There's no other word in the English language that ends in to position. Not position, but to position. So why add that to the end when you could just have J U X and be like, look at the jux. Please try my new denim line, Jux. You're acting like such a Jux right now. You're such a Jux. I like watching wrestling when there's Jux between the performers. There's Jux no reason to do all that. 
Is this is this gonna? Am I fetching? I think you are. Oh, I think man. you are. I'm fetching. Oh, I don't know. This feels like a little bit of a juxta fetching. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I was quite excited to not um, have a Sunday booking so I could come home and rest. But I have to say, Seattle wore me out, and I think I did it on purpose. And luckily, with Seattle being a two-day experience, we had time to be tourists in Seattle, which is fantastic. Uh, but the first day, we got to Seattle. I got there pretty early. And, oh, Lucy, Lucy, hi, hi. I'm sorry. I'm preemptively sensing chaos. Yeah, she's being a goofball, and I'm going to hold her. <laughs> I'm going to hold the goofball. <laughs> They're all laying together. Everybody smile. You're just being a goofy. I guy. had a I had a real dog uh, parent moment the other day where I came home and Lucy was cuddled up with you and everyone was <laughs> asleep in the bed and I had this moment where I was like I don't feel okay. <laughs> like where is my baby? Yeah, I here's the thing and I had to tell you after like anytime she's in there with me, just please barge into the room and you can have her. But also like. I literally was like, oh, I'm staying up in time. And then, like, I'll hear you come in. We all passed out. Yeah. Like, we were all crashed in the bed. And thank God you came in there or she would have just stayed asleep all night. And you said, oh, my baby, my baby. Yes, you are always welcome to come get the baby out of there. But we were just, we wanted to cuddle. We wanted to hang out. She was being so lovely and sweet that night. And Bebop wanted to go to bed. And we said, we'll go lay down. And uh, I had to rewatch two episodes of Bly Manor because I fully fell asleep. Uh, now I had never worked for one of the promotions that I was working for, which was, uh, the defy. Uh huh. I don't know why I forgot that for half a second. I felt really dumb forgetting that. I was thinking about how, if you add an F to defy, it's defy and I'm Effy. So it's like diff, defy, defy, defy. This doesn't go anywhere, does it? Okay. You're fine. having issues with the English language today. <laughs> I think it was talking about the the Voss twins that got you. The Voros twins? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you stick out your gut for the Rizzler? Well, enjoy the mini sound. Um, I love the Voros twins. Shout out Chris and Patrick. TikTok superstars, who I just uh, got to tell Pitar were actually also professional wrestlers. A lot of people don't know this. That's crazy. Right? That's crazy. Wild. I think they live in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, they're Beautiful. originally from Hungary, but they're also very good professional wrestlers. Uh, and it's fun to see that like TikTok people will show up to see them and then not realize they're like wrestlers. And then they'll be like, what? Which is like kind of my goal in all of wrestling to be like, we just wanted to look at Effie and what he's doing tricks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm overachieving. I'm overachieving. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Okay, so I land in Seattle and get the car. Everybody else is landing later than me. So um, you can see I'm a little bulked up right now, right? And I told Allie the plan was when we get when she gets landed, we're going to go get breakfast. But I was already hungry, so I went ahead and got breakfast before she landed, and then I got breakfast with her and Dark Sheik again. So my first breakfast was the ultimate meat burrito and an iced coffee from Jack in the Box. And then her and Dark Sheik landed, so I went to pick them up, and then we got this restaurant called 13 Coins, okay? Now, you may be saying, why is it called 13 Coins? I don't know, but the table 
had 13 coins laminated into it, ranging from all types of coins. Do all the tables have coins? Not all the tables, but ours did. We had 13 coins in our table. Other tables, regular tables. I don't know if that means we're special. Interesting. Or cute. It was a very vibed restaurant. And I had the... Have you ever had a Monte Cristo? It's a sandwich, right? It's a sandwich, but it's uh, French toast instead of bread. Oh, shit. But this Monte Cristo, they fried the entire thing. Like, they made the sandwich and then dipped the whole sandwich in batter, which I think is how it's supposed to be done. But typically, I've had, like, we just put two pieces of French toast and put the sandwich in between and then, like, heated it. But the whole thing was fried in the French toast batter. And it was probably the best sandwich I've had in ages. This sounds like an Elvis treat. It's a very Elvis treat. I'm going to eventually have to get on like Lipitor or something because my blood pressure is uh, rising between dealing with the stupidity of professional wrestling and eating French toast sandwiches all the time. It's not good for my health in total. I continue to go to the sauna and do a lot of cardio and working out to try to keep my uh, blood pressure down. But guess what? Uh, it's, it's all downhill from here. I'm going to eventually have to get on some kind of I used to be on, what are they called? What are the things that uh, take your stress out? Ba- they, beta blockers? Beta blockers. Yeah. I used to be on beta blockers. Beta blockers are kind of awesome. They're great, but I was too chill. Like yeah. Nothing stressed me out at all. Yeah. And then I started smoking weed, which kind of like filled the gap of beta blockers. And now I do none of that. And I'm just on edge all the time. And I yell a lot. And I'm screaming. And I have crazy dreams. And I scream about the industry. Were you ever taking Propyrinol? No. Propyrinol is awesome. Do I need some? It You can get it. You can get a prescription from Hims like pretty cheaply. What does it do? Um, it is child Xanax. Okay. Yeah. It was originally a blood pressure medication. Yeah. And then they realized that if you give it to children, because it, it kills your fight or flight. Um, <laughs> a lot of professional speakers take it because you have no crowd anxiety whatsoever when you take it. I need a little anxiety when I'm yeah. in the ring, though. Like, yeah. I need to be very on my toes and, like, aware. Because if I have no fight or flight, then um, what if I die? Because you got to be, like, in the zone to fall down in a particular way. You know what I mean? Yeah. you got to be, like, kind of, like... I probably don't take it. Yeah, probably not for me. Or... I think I just have to live with being a little stressed out about yeah. stuff. I'm fine with it. I remember when I was taking it, it was like I had no cares in the world, (laughs) which is probably not a good thing. I have found that I still, and they always say this with like wrestling and performing, like if you don't get any butterflies, you need to quit the job. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. I'm comfortable and confident in what I'm doing, but I'm also like a little like, oh my God, I hope this goes well. I hope it's good. And then once you're out there, it's like, okay, we're in the zone. But I think if I was just like, here we go, I guess, yeah, I'll pick you up, put you down, I'll fly off the top, it'll be fine. I think there would be a more likelihood of injury, which, you know, knock on fake wood, I have never injured or been injured in a professional wrestling ring after literally uh, thousands of matches. Crazy, right? That is crazy. Just risking your body, body on the line. Some people would be like, yeah, but you do silly stuff. Not all the time. Um, trust me there is uh we'll get we'll get to the bumping portion of this weekend soon i picked up dark sheik and ellie we had a beautiful breakfast they had different things than me uh, but we also had one of my favorite waiters we've had in ages he was so gay he was playing along with us he was willing to have fun and was flirting uh spectacularly hard and i love that i loved that attention at 11 in the morning after a five-hour flight 
genuinely like it was good and then we were like you should come to the show tonight and he was like i am going to a party <laughs> sorry have fun uh you can get drinks here later if you want and i was like no we're not i don't drink it's not for me either way we had a great time at the at the breakfast and then uh you know a few more people showed up and we just got to chill at the hotel for a little while i actually was not sharing a room this time with ali i was sharing a room with santana jackson you know santana jackson I, should I? Yeah, he does the Michael Jackson Live impersonation show, and he recently defeated. Sorry, Speedball. my brain gave out there for a second. That is someone I should. Know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you saw him in Atlanta. Yes, he defeated Speedball Mike Bailey during his Thriller dance with the backup dancers, and he defeated Matt Cardona this weekend. Oh shit! Yeah, defeated the hell out of Matt Cardona this weekend. Fantastic match. Uh, and we were sharing a room, which is nice. Like I, you know, me and Allie, we're, we're lovers. We're, I like to say that we're a married couple and that we argue a lot and we don't have sex just like every other married couple. Um, but sometimes it's good to separate us a little bit. We work better as a team when we're not around each other all day. I think personally, uh, I think she would agree with me. Uh, the podcast next week, I can already tell is going to be a lot of ganging up on you probably. Oh, I like, I'm fully prepared for it. It's like, I'm fine with being like cool 80% of the time. Cause I can handle the like 10 to 20%. That's like, you're, here's a dumbass. Here he is. I'm confident enough in myself to be like, yeah, like I'm kind of, I'm an idiot. Like, it's okay. Like I don't, I'm very smart at a lot of things. Um, but much like my uncle, the brain surgeon, as he says, I'm good at brain surgery and not much else. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out, doctor. <sighs> Ooh. Now, Washington Hall is the venue we went to. And this is a venue that I've seen on film many times for Defy. And I've never gotten to be there in person. And I think the difference between seeing a, a venue on film and being there in person is on film, you can feel the energy through the screen. In person, you are in the middle of a fucking crazy fan vortex. It was electric when Thrusty came out. Damn. Not, like, I was looking at Dark Sheik and Alley, and I was like, they're already at the top of their lungs. We have a whole 15-minute match planned. I don't think we have to do Like, we could have just cut a little bit of it. We did not cut any of it. Because we were facing off with... Now, I've known uh, two of these guys. That would be Travis Williams, who used to have luscious, long, golden hair. And actually, I should have thanked him for cutting it. Because it's far less distracting when he doesn't have luscious, long, golden hair. Just like, hey, thank you. It's easier to beat your ass when I don't want to play with your golden hair. Um, I've known him for a few years. As well as his tag partner, Judas Icarus, known as Ick, who wrestles barefoot. Uh, and that created a bit of a conundrum. Their tag partner in the group called the Sovereign. So I think you have to do it this way to read as an S or else it's backwards. Or maybe they do it like this. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. You're the Sovereign. Uh, Evan Rivers. He's much taller than them and doesn't have bare feet. So I wasn't as concerned with beating him up. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's a difference in style. Yeah. Where, like I'll punch that guy in the face and it's cool. But I like I hesitate a little on like the nice young men with bare feet. I don't know. This is clearly like I'm letting people know my weaknesses. Uh, but I did I did do one of the most impressive things of all time. Now I started the match with uh, Judas Icarus. Now other people were in the match too, but we paired off at the beginning, and I tried my best to bite those toes off. Now I refer to it as sucking those toes, 
but I tried my best to bite those toes off. And after the match, I did have a moment where Judas Icarus and Speedball Mike Bailey were standing in front of me backstage. And I just went, look, it's the two men whose feet I've had in my mouth in a wrestling ring. And Speedball said, we're the only two? And I was like, yeah, in the wrestling ring. That's what I'm talking about. And he was like, ask me again. We've had this conversation. Me and Speedball have had this exact conversation where he says, Effie, do you have a particular foot fetish? And I'm like, Speedball, I've told you this. I don't have any particular fetish. Effie is a giver, okay? Effie likes what you like, but Effie also knows how to mentally target you when you've got your bare feet out in the ring, okay? I've got full leather boots on in the ring. You're not going to be able to bite my phalanges off. But someone like Speedball with his little bare toes, someone like Judas Icarus with his little bare toes, that's an easy target to hit. And I'm not just putting feet in my mouth because I want feet in my mouth, okay? If you want me to suck your toes in an intimate situation, good. I'm not seeking it out on my own. But when you've got bare toes out in the ring, I want to do anything I can to win. I'm going to try to bite your fucking toes off, okay? So here's the most impressive thing I've ever done. I said, Allie, while you're doing your hot tag, I'm going to take off my boots completely on the floor and I'm going to take off my socks. She goes, you're going to unlace your boots completely, take them off and take your socks off during my short hot tag. I said, yes. I mean, that's, I've seen you lace up, lace down. It takes a minute. It takes a minute. And lots of laces. There's a lot of laces and they're a rugby lace. So there's a texture to them where like, if you just pull it with your hands, it will cut your hands. Bless you. You know, like glitter fabric is, has a texture where like, if I just rip it against my hands, it hurts. What I'm saying is it did hurt. I get my feet completely out barefoot. I even have time to pull the fishnets to where my toes are sticking out the front. And I run the whole back half of this match completely barefoot. And I do want to say, the new wrestling film, The Iron Claw, starring Zac Efron, Harris Dickinson, MJF, and others, is hitting theaters this winter for Christmas. And in partnership with The Iron Claw film, Effie showed his bare toes in the wrestling ring, much like famed professional wrestler and center of the story, Kevin Von Erich. I hope you and your family will remember Effie's feet this holiday season and take your time to learn the heartwarming story of the Von Erich family as they travel the world to become the best wrestling family of all time. What could happen? Who knows? Maybe they all live happily ever after, or maybe they all die in the worst tragedy of all time. Either way, the Iron Claw will be sure to be something your family's talking about this holiday season. Yeah, it looks like Kevin Von Erich with my fucking toes out in the ring. I took some nasty bumps in the ring. Did you see the German suplex I took? I don't know what that is. Okay, I know. Well, some people call it a German dumper. Some people call it a German suplex. You I may have to I do a slight editing here, but I'm going to show Google you. Don't Google German dumper, God. Or do. Google German dumper. Um, because there's nothing wrong with a German dumper. Could mean many things. I'm going to show you this move. Uh Uh, puppy update, Bebop has moved over and is butt-to-butt with Lucy right now. Here it is. Ooh. Look at me, just in the air. With the, just the toes flying With the out. toes! 
toes everywhere. So in the end, in the end, I wanted to be toe to toe. Is Judas this Icarus. a part of your plan to be in the last Tarantino movie? If if Quentin Tarantino calls me up right now and wants me to be in his movie, I'm going to have a few questions before I agree, okay? Because I think maybe trailing back to 1994, it's a little weird to write a part for yourself where you indiscriminately are dropping racial slurs for no reason. Yeah. It's just weird to write yourself into that role. You could have written that role for anyone, and you wrote yourself into that role, and I'm just, uh, and I still not, have questions. It wasn't the last time you did it either. No. So, you know, I think, you know, great filmmaker, but there's some things where I just, like, I don't care how big you are or how much you could help my career. This is sort of my, this is my crux and my weakness. I've got questions. I got questions about uh, poor moral choices you made in the past. Nobody is immune to criticism or questioning. Uh, I just want to say this, and this is me being a little vague, okay? When I think of if I respect a wrestler or disrespect or don't enjoy or promote a wrestler, they only have to be three things, okay? The first is a little bit good at wrestling, just a little bit. The second is... Um, they have to believe that trans people are valid and respect and honor our trans friends and family. And then the third is they have to believe that Sandy Hook actually happened. And if you cross off zero out of three of those, then you need to fuck off. And that's all I'm going to say. And everyone will know who it's about. Um, but Ronda Rousey is the dumbest bitch of all time. And she is not good at wrestling. She is transphobic. And she questioned the reality of whether Sandy Hook happened. And I just said it anyway. Ronda Rousey, you're a big dumb bitch. I did it again, didn't I? You did it again. God damn it. I got to stop talking shit. But it's been on my mind all week. It's like, oh, well, you're transphobic. And you don't believe Sandy Hook happened. And you suck at wrestling. And you're really bad at wrestling. You've never had a good wrestling match. And here we are just... Let's rehire her for another company. WCW Jr. is looking great right now. The new WCW, it's fantastic. They've got Tony Schiavone, Sting, Ric Flair, and Ronda Rousey. What a fucking future for professional wrestling we're, we're creating right now. Into the match, I got the toes in my mouth, okay? And a lot of people would look at that image and say, okay, this looks like Saturn eating its young. <laughs> Um, and or it looks like he may be sucking those toes for pleasure and eh, wrong. I'm about to bite through the phalanges completely and leave him with a little nub foot. Okay. But as soon as that was about to happen, what happened to me? I was attacked viciously with chairs. I was quartered and um, stomped and my toes were targeted. And right before they were about to triple team me, with the chairs because they had taken out my beautiful tag team partners, Dark Sheik and Alley Catch, who was there to save the day, but Nick fucking Gage. And he ran out and he beat up all those boys and he kicked them in the face and he led us to victory. Some people may say, Thrissy, Thrissy, you wouldn't have won without the help of Nick Gage. Yeah, well, maybe you're right. But guess what? We still fucking won and we still defeated the sovereign and I still sucked them motherfucking toes. And that's the end of that Mother Goose story. It's a parable, okay? And the parable is this. Um, don't wrestle barefoot. Yeah. Because there's a lot of consequence. <laughs> and 
you know, that's all. That's the whole story. That's the. <laughs> we we had a funny moment earlier this week where uh, there was a slight crossover in our interests as far as stuff that I'm into, and then wrestling related people. There was a video of Nick Gage, and your comment was, "It must be old because he doesn't have that tooth anymore." Yeah, he got replacement teeth, but he still wrestles like without any of the men. And it was old. It turns out it's a cameo from 2021 where Nick Gage was still saying, uh, free Palestine, fuck Benjamin Netanyahu, fuck the Zionist state, and we support Jewish people. I have so many Jewish friends and family. I love Jewish people. Free Palestine. There are white people from Philadelphia that are trying to take control of portions of the Middle East, and they are... I saw the CNN interview today where the former prime minister was like, we built the tunnels under the hospital. We made them. We made it happen. And now that's how we knew they were there. I'm sick of it. I'm not going to turn this into a politics podcast, but like we are at a certain point where like a ceasefire is more than necessary. And at this point, uh, the hostages that you guys are complaining about have been indiscriminately bombed as much as the people uh, in the Palestinians of Gaza has. There's no hostages left. You killed your own hostages, you dildos. I'm sorry. We're done with you. Uh, I agree with the hostages in one aspect, which is there's no need for a Zion before the return of the Messiah. That's what they say. That's what they say. I'm not saying it. The hostages said it. Those are the most Jewish Jewish people. Come on. If they're against you, you're probably wrong. You're probably not right when the most conservative Jewish people are going, yeah, you don't, that's not necessary by our book. We've read the book. We, we, uh, we really, we actually, we checked in on everything. You don't need that. Uh, so sorry, uh, to the Palestinian people for what you're dealing with. It's horrible. I don't know how to help other than to support. I haven't been to Starbucks. At all. I haven't been to McDonald's at all. I will not buy Puma. I heard that's a big part. Rihanna's dropping a new Puma line. Fuck you, Rihanna, you fucking scab. Fuck you for not releasing an album, but also fuck you for being a scab, Rihanna. Yeah. It's filthy. It's disgusting. We're a controversial podcast, but not on purpose. It's just because I can't keep my fucking mouth closed. If they would have let me smoke weed, we probably just would have been like, oh, yeah, film, cinema, so much fun. But now I'm over here like, the Zion State should not exist. You know, like, this is what happens. They took my weed. We're dumb. You know, I she still hasn't sent me my travel pass for this month. Seriously? It is November 21st, and that means that means it's been 23 days since I took my mandatory drug test to be able to travel under my uh, probation for possessing edible THC, uh, which they wanted to consider trafficking. And every month I'm supposed to take a drug test and then I'm supposed to get my travel pass for all of the dates for the month. And I still don't have the travel pass. I'm not emailing her again. I've emailed her four times. Good grief. It's crazy. Why am I going out of my way to do all of this? I mean, you know, it's just like, it's, I got to drive 30 miles to Conyers to do this fucking drug test on a Friday morning. Because the county that you live in doesn't spend any yes. resources on Yeah, Fulton County drugs. denied taking my probation because they will not allocate any further resources to cannabis charges because it's legal here. I mean, like, it's decriminalized here. If I would have been pulled in Fulton County, it would have been a $75 fine, mm -hmm. and I would have gone home. They would have said, can you pay the fine in full? And I'd go, how much? And they'd go, $75? And I'd go, yep. And I'd walk home. But since it was not in Fulton County, I am... Uh, theoretically on probation for another 14 and a half years 
And they don't like what they have found out, which is that they have to do more work than me if I follow along with everything. Mm -hmm. When they go, you have to pass the drug test, they're hoping I don't. They're not hoping I'm doing well. No. They're going like, but you got to pass the drug test. And then I do. And they go, I got to fill out a lot of forms right now. But I'm going, all right, well, at least I have emails showing that like I'm aware that you're supposed to send me a travel pass. When I sent her a full PDF rundown of every date, venue contact, venue address, like posters of every event, and originally I had to send her my PayPal to show her this was actually a real job. Right. And she said, what dates are you leaving and returning? I said, there's a fucking full PDF document here. I'm sure I'm breaking some law even talking about this right now, but I'm disgusted by the fact that I am better at this than you are, and this is your job. This is a fucking side facet of what I have to deal with, and this is your job? This is embarrassing. I hope that we can find a place to write letters to, because if anything, like, I don't want to get real deep in it, but I think, like, I have grounds for a formal complaint by January. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. I'm going to put a formal complaint in and say, like, this is absolutely absurd. But part of me doesn't want to put the formal complaint in because I feel like she'll be like, I don't know. You're fine. Just, like, call in every month. I call a robocall desk every month as well as doing all of these check-ins. It's insane. Good Lord. Robocall. Pitar. The robot. I have to tell the robot that nothing has changed in my life. Do you live at the same house? Yep. Do you have the same job? Yep. Are your fees paid? Yep. You Goodbye. S- sucking toes. Yeah, you sucking some toes? That's my job. Sorry, that's my job. Sorry, my job is to suck toes. And then I got fans coming up to our table, buying merch, and then handing me marijuana cigarettes in a legal state. And guess what? I'm glad Allie started smoking again because there was a lot of free marijuana. I was like, between Dark Chic and Allie, I was like... Y'all have the time of your life in this legal um, state. Stop sending me messages on TikTok asking for tickets in exchange for weed. <laughs> is this a thing? Yes. Guys, just buy the ticket. This is what I tell my friends, family, mom, dad. Buy the ticket if you want to see me so fucking bad. Also, I don't answer TikTok messages or Twitter messages. I don't even check my Instagram. I send you messages and you don't even check no, them. It's I probably, beautiful. I, maybe today is the day I opened Instagram for the first time in like two months. So you haven't seen the uh, the camel yet? No. Albert, you didn't do anything wrong. You're just too big to be in the kitchen. It's my fucking favorite video besides little Brazilian man who sings to his goat. <laughs> I really got on a long run with Little Brazilian Man Who Sings to His Goat. He sings the Counting Crows song from Shrek. Oh, my God. I mean, I tell you what's the problem, baby. What's the problem? I don't know. Well, maybe I'm in love, love. Oh, it's okay. It's adorable. It's adorable. He has a little mustache and a pet goat, and he sings to the goat in an oddly high voice. And I'm obsessed. Uh, when I was in high school, I went to an acoustic uh, 99X um, Counting Crows concert. How was that? And not good. You know that he he got he was so fucking stoned that like he just kept fucking everything up. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's my impression of the Counting Crows. You know he sews those dreads in. They're not his real hair. So he's uh, Charlie's Theroning it. He's Charlie's or- Theroning in Fast Eight uh, with his fake white boy dreads. Wow. I hope you guys have uh, gotten on the page trying to watch our 
listen to our watch along of Fast 8. Uh, ben from Movie John was like, Southland Tales, yes, going to skip the Fast episode. No! <laughs> it's so good! We're watching Fast 9 and Fast 10 in succession, I think we should. And I have a trilogy planned. Oh my uh, God. For after. I don't know what it is, so I'm very mm-hmm. excited. Uh, can I? Is it The Hobbit? No. Is it Lord of the Rings? It is a unofficial franchise. I've created it on. You've my own. created the franchise, mm-hmm. but it, there's a there's a through line. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. Yes. If cinema excites you, there's no better place than the movie John Patreon. But second to that, you can listen to us talk about what the fuck is happening in Fast and Furious Eight because they fight a submarine. <laughs> it's about family. Um, I've been. I turned you on to the Architectural Digest yes, videos. They're fantastic. Um, a great way to spend twenty minutes of your time. Um, the choice of on one is probably the cutest thing I've ever seen. Um, he lives. It's his house in Australia that was like formerly like a, a handball court. A handball court. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I watched the Tyrese one. Oh yeah. He is not spending his money correctly. <laughs> well, just think like. At a certain point, all right, you're Tyrese. You've been in some films. You've done some good, some good work, and then you just have so much money from these car movies yeah. that you don't even know what to do with it well, anymore. It was like I forgot he was a recording artist. He's one of the first black men to go to space, if you count Fast and Furious Nine. Oh uh, yeah, we have to count it. We have we ha- to count it. It counts. Him and Ludacris go to space. I don't want to spoil this for you, but like, kind of a big moment. Well, they've been, they've been, there's been, cause I kind of know things that are about to happen ish. Yeah. And there was a whole thing with like, um, what's his face making little paper planes and then throwing them. And yeah. then the next movie was like a lot of planes, like dropping out of the plane in cars. Yeah. And they are making little space references. So it feels like they, they, they know, know where it's going. Yeah. Yeah, I will say this. Fast 9 goes as ridiculous as possible. And Fast 10's really ridiculous. Like, he still has to demobilize a nuclear bomb to save the Vatican mm-hmm. uh, with his car. But it is a little more like back to the roots, kind of. Uh, maybe not. Now I'm thinking more. It's pretty ridiculous, actually. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I do like the way they took care of the Paul Walker death by just being like, we can't call Brian. Under any circumstances, like he's on vacation, he's right on now. vacation. You don't want to bother him, and they're like, "But your child has been kidnapped, and they're going to kill all of us." And they're like, "But he's on vacation. Just stop bringing it up." But we bring it up again. <laughs> we keep bringing it up because I know people are wondering what's going on. Like the, his character came out of retirement for less than yeah, <laughs> much less. They were like, "All right, he's back," and they were like. No, this vacation is really serious. It's really serious. And he's not coming back. <laughs> he needs a break. He needs a real break for a while until the technology gets a little better and his family signs off on the fact that it's going to be pretty much a hologram. <laughs> you know it's coming. Fast 10 Part 2, you think he's not going to be there? Come on. Well, I think they're going to call it Fast 11, but it, I think it's also Fast 10 Part 2. I'm spoiling that there's a cliffhanger. <laughs> Dead Reckoning, is that what it is? Yeah, it's the Dead Reckoning of the Fast franchise, okay? Sorry, they made it to 10 films before they got to the two-parter. Uh, if you are on the Patreon, you can see the terrible Fast and Furious AI art, AI art that I uh It makes me so to. sad that you're using AI art, but then I saw it, and there's a man with a fist coming out of his head, and then there's a guy who looks like if Daniel Garcia was a, a Navi, yeah. and, you know, honestly, <laughs> Daniel Garcia, a very attractive, handsome young man, Daniel Garcia as a Navi, 
pretty fucking hot. Okay. I wonder if he does the little dance. I want to see the little dance, son. Uh, yeah. So we love Fast and Furious movies. You give them five stars. Check you my- give them five stars. Do you want me to go through my letterbox and no, tell you what my I don't want to know. score was it's for not, all of them? You gave a bad score to okay. those movies. To be fair, I picked good movies for this next series. I picked good movies for this series. Well, I picked a good movie for the first one that we watched. <laughs> oh, you yeah. Didn't care that was, for that oh, one. yeah. Yeah. The Rock as Jericho Kane. Just names of people he's worked with before. <laughs> okay. We haven't even gotten to our big tourist day out. Me and Allie walked 10,000 steps on Saturday, taking over the town. We went all over the Seattle touristy landscape. And first, we walked to the Space Needle. Which is like that's a pretty. Did you go up it? No, because it's thirty five dollars. Oh shit! Thirty five dollars a person to go Damn. to the top. So instead, we just took pictures of everything. Now, if you watch the vlog, one of the funniest jokes in there is there's a lot of art installations in Seattle. Uh-huh. So whenever I would see an art installation, I would video it and I would say, "Look, an art installation." Because at a certain point, it became kind of like ridiculous and funny to Allie that I would point out every art installation. Uh-huh. So then when I landed, I was walking home from the Marta. Up our street, I passed the little, what's that little cafe called? It doesn't matter. Uh, there was a table across the street. I was walking by with my luggage, and someone had left a box of Mike and Ike's spilled out on a bistro table, and I filmed it and sent it to her, and I wrote, look, an art installation, <laughs> and I included that in the vlog. So it builds up to a very certain uh, funny moment to me personally that I think works. Uh, number one thing about Seattle that I was obsessed with, there are so many dogs. Number two thing, all those dogs were wearing fashion vests and sweaters and coats, just the cutest. And I kept just like, I know people were sick of it, but every time I would see a cute dog in a sweater, I'd be like, look at how good that dog is. I would tell them, like, look how good that dog is. They would be like, thank you. And I was like, I'm talking to the dog. I'm not talking to you. I don't, I didn't say you were cute. I'm saying your dog is cute. You need to, you need to speak your dog's language to the dog. To let them know what I said, you don't need to accept the compliment. It's not for you, Judy. It's for your dog. Okay. Uh, what do they call bull terriers? I saw yeah. like three bull terriers. Damn. Just the best looking. I know they fucked up with the genetics to make those dogs look yeah. fucking like the target dog, but seeing one in person, you're like, I just want to pet you so much. They're so sweet. They have those big heads. There's a dog scientist that's been like re-engineering that breed to make them healthier. I saw that with the pugs as well. Mm -hmm. Like, so they don't have as much. They're basically just addressing all of the the bad breeding. Because if you look at the original pure breed of these dogs, like before they really got genetically deepened, they're... There's differences, but they're all a little more dog-like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know Bebop is a very particular breed. They bred him specifically for reasons. And so he looks like his nose with the little crook down is because he's supposed to be able to sniff out holes and stuff. So you got to just let him sniff the sewers. But there is a limit to to what we're doing to these poor animals. Yeah, I mean, Lucy is the same way. They engineered her to yell at people. Yeah, they need her to be a protector. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, her and Bebop, both protectors. They, I'm glad we staged the house because they can sense spirits, and they were mm-hmm. both going off at certain times where I was like, I don't know what you're barking at, but 
I don't see it, and it concerns me. They they have turned their attention to the outside of the house, which makes me believe that the inside is fine now, and the outside is wonky. Is so. that why my window's getting tapped on? Probably. Ugh. Yeah. Should we walk around the house? Yeah, it's just it, it's harder. To, we're starting no to get to the point where it's like, how much can you actually control in your environment? We're okay. I feel like we're safe enough. Yeah, just there's some things that might. I think the bathroom is more haunted than we think. Well, that was what encouraged me to go ahead and because I had a dream where somehow our bathroom was in it and it was flooding and it was bad because it was like shining level blood pouring from the bathtub. Oh. And the first time I used that bathtub when we moved in here, turned the faucet on to take a bath, started hearing voices. Yeah, there's a lot of voices in that bathroom. Uh, and they throw the voices from the hall, too. Yeah. Not good. I don't know. I've learned to live with it. It's fine. Yeah, no, no, no. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Please don't be concerned. We're okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll survive. We then walk from the... Uh, <laughs> Wrestling superstar Effie and podcast co-host killed by ghosts. Killed by ghosts. There was a double murder-suicide in the house. They claimed ghosts did it. Well, I guess we couldn't claim anything if we were dead, but I don't know. The dogs would probably give an interview. Yeah. <laughs> it was a dead little girl. V-Bob's <laughs> looking to be like, how'd you know? Can you see her too? Where is she? Cranberry's fast asleep behind me. Such an angel. Um, we walked down to the, uh, public market, the like Pike place, open air market. Mm -hmm. And what a crazy fucking place. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say that I've never been that sexually attracted to fishermen, but holy shit, there's so many hot fishermen and they're just like giving the dog shrimp <laughs> and they're like wearing those wading boots. And I was wearing my Kirby beanie and one of them was like. That's a cool beanie. And I was like, you can you can be in my life if you want. I, I didn't know what else to say. I was just like, I can I do you want to eat Dungeness crab together? <laughs> you want to eat one of those big Dungeness crabs? But then we went down to the basement. I was thinking you were going to make a joke about how Kirby eats people. Mm, I think I did. Powers. I think we're going to have to confirm this with Allie. But I think I did say something like, he likes sucking on my head, which is, <laughs> I got to stop. Yeah. You know, some people think I'm pretending to be gay a lot of the time. They really like they they really think there's some deep conspiracy where I'm like, nah, I only eat pussy backstage. It's all fucking gay fabe. And I'm out here like, hey fisherman, like, do you want to be a part of my life? Like, I only listen to Troy Savan. <laughs> oh, the new Kylie Minogue record is really compelling to me. <laughs> and they're like, he's pretending. <laughs> I'm like, you haven't been Allie Allie, of course, is like making me not talk to boys. When I'm when I'm at shows, she's like, "Stop talking to boys." I'm like, "But it's fine. It's not. It's harmless. I'm just talking to boys. It's fine." Yeah, it's all kayfabe, y'all. <laughs> yeah, straight as an arrow. Yeah, just because I'm buff and cool and masculine doesn't mean I'm not a fucking sweet boy when it comes to it. Oh, look, I have your chart. There's no question. <laughs> You can see it in the stars. I don't know. We check the stars and they say that I am actually gay. And it's like, well, you just said you check the stars. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's right on the nose. Uh, the market was beautiful, but we went downstairs. Here's where it gets weird, right? Here's where it gets a little crazy. We're going around all these like little collectible shops and like little statue shops and little magic shops. And I'm seeing some like tarot decks, but I'm not like thinking in my mind, like, 
got to buy Pitara tarot deck. And then we go into one store and they have Beetlejuice trading cards and I buy those. And then I see this tarot deck and I'm like, this looks like a classy tarot deck. Like this one's like black and white and cool and classy. I was like, I'm just going to pick that one up for Peter. It's calling out to me. Turns out pretty crazy coincidence, Uh eh? Mm -hmm. Turns out it's a hermit crab deck. And (laughs) (laughs) you taught me about hermit crabs. They're sealed off from the world. And it turns out this deck is kind of like a thing that you would have knowledge of. Hermetic? Yeah. So basically, without getting too deep into it. You can um, get deep. Back in the day, magic used to only run in secret societies to where you had to be a rich person with friends that were in one of these societies. Um, Am I supposed to talk about this? Did I fuck up by talking about this? No, 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 no. This is all out in the open. This is like the... Because everything um, when... Crowley being the trust fund kid that he was basically was sitting on a huge fucking fortune from his parents joined these societies. And then his whole thing was no magic is for everyone. Every man and woman is a star. We must give this to the entire world. And so that was the process that he was involved in is destroying the secret societies, which he did and bringing it out to the world. Ah, so it, it, and then all the traditions that followed after was like, yeah, no, 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 magic is for everyone, and we don't have to follow all these fucking rules. Wow. So um, if you were in the Golden Dawn, which was one of these societies, you would be encouraged to make your own tarot deck, which okay. is like all magicians get to a certain point where it's like you have to create your own symbol set because as much as you can work off other people's stuff, personal is the most important thing when it comes because it is about personal... Um, empowerment it is about getting your life like getting your life that's exactly you know what okay. it is and so there were decks within the society that would be copied off of other people's work and so there was a standard set of tarot cards where they go this is all the most important information that needs to be in here and there were three legendary decks one of them's lost to time still the deck that you gave me is one of the three that's crazy yeah that's like I don't know. And here's the crazier part. This is where it gets really wild. I opened the Beetlejuice cards. They were like from the Beetlejuice animated series. And the first card was Beetlejuice as a foot. And I'd been biting toes the Mm -hmm. night before. And then you went to work and someone came in in a Beetlejuice shirt. As I'm looking through the deck. As you're looking through the deck. So we made the right choice. These fun coincidences are cute to talk about. Um, th- this shit is like, uh, cause I started looking through the booklet last night. The guy who put the deck together had a copy of a book that only 200 copies of this book still exist. And so it's like deep, old, old, old magic that is in this deck. This is in like a weird little horror shop that was just full of weird stuff. And the woman who checked me out didn't blink once and just stared at me the whole time. So I don't know. It felt really interesting. Yeah, it felt really like I was You like if you're getting that deck, you kinda have to know a thing or two about a thing or two. So she was giving me the look like you something's like, up. Yeah. I was just like, I'll have that one. That one looks I like that deck. I think I think Pitar will like this deck. <laughs> well <laughs> done. Well done. Uh the genius idiot. <laughs> I will continue being the genius idiot. I love it. I just trust my gut, okay? That's what I do. I love it. It's that's beautiful. Fantastic. It's that's the re- the trusting your gut. That's the real magic. Wow. Everything else is just. I got a frosting. magic gut. <laughs> Isn't that something? 
a little magic on the gut. Uh, well, good. I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm glad I picked the right thing. Um, that night, though, we had another match. Now, me and Allie spent all day together. We were not teaming that night. You see, I prepared this a little bit. We are going to spend all week together, which I think is going to be fun. Uh, if he's big a Thanksgiving, Ali has a match. I have a match against Caden Pierre, first time matchup against another uh, gay North Carolina wrestler who is uh, sassy as fuck and just like I want to use other words, but I don't know how our audience will take to some of them. But Caden Pierre serves it, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's going to be very fun, very exciting, and then teaming up with Violent J this weekend going to be fun and exciting. But this was our Defy debut for me. Not for Allie. Allie has wrestled for De- Defy before. I saw one match she had with Nicole Matthews, who wrestled Maki Ito the night before. Uh, and tonight she was going to be wrestling one of my favorite up-and-coming women's wrestlers, Vert Vixen, who's like a gamer wrestler, but she's sick and she's awesome. And she just got engaged to Lil Evil. So congratulations. They've been dating for a while. That's his ring name, not his real name. He doesn't like go around town like, a I'm- reservation for two for little Evil. Like he's like a, he's a normal guy. So, my debut match for Defy was one of the most fun matches I've ever had. And it was Effie teaming up with Curry Man. You know about Curry Man? No. I'll get into it in a second. Versus the Bollywood Boys, who recently were on AEW, who had a long run on WWE, who were known for getting thrown around by Randy Orton a little bit. Very fun dudes. Came in on the Cruiserweight Classic. uh, Came in on 205 Live. And I've been excited to get in the ring with them for a while. We had the most fun in this match. They put Punjabi sweets in my mouth, and I got to eat lots of Indian treats that were so lovely and perfect. Uh, Now, Gerv, one of them, uh, Harv and Gerv are the two Bollywood boys. They're brothers, but Gerv just had a baby three weeks ago. Oh, shit. So instead of getting to stay in Seattle for the weekend, they wrestled at GCW the night before, drove 230 miles home. Stayed with the baby, then drove 230 miles back, then drove 230 miles back home to be back with the baby. Holy so like, shit. incredible commitment to the craft and also and to your child. baby. Yeah, to your baby. Like, they were running on no sleep, running on fumes, and we still put together such a fun match. Now, a lot of people are saying, Curry Man, I thought that was Christopher Daniels. I thought Christopher Daniels was portraying Curry Man. I thought we decided this. Wrong. Okay? It's never been proven that Curry Man was Christopher Daniels. It's always been a rumor. I'm going to confirm to you that Curry Man is not Christopher Daniels, and Curry Man is Curry Man, and that's all you need to know, okay? Christopher so, Daniels, he so works he's like, at AEW. He's like the phantom? He's like the phantom of the curry, and I kissed him on his little curry head. He has curry on his head, and he's a very spicy boy, and we tried our best to win this match, and we lost. The Bollywood boys were no match for the spicy gay energy of Curry Man and Effie. Wait, no, they were a match. Yeah, they, more than a match. More than a match. I think the spiciness doesn't affect them. Like they're used to eating spicier mm-hmm. foods, so they have a high spice level. So the curry man is not an effect on them. And then with Effie, they just kept filling my mouth with sweets, which is my real weakness. Like dessert is my biggest weakness of all. And having like fresh baked Indian Punjabi sweets was magical. Amazing. And I'm getting to just eat these sweets during the match. And we had so much fun out there, and we were dancing and having a time. I went to the back, and they were like, y'all were 10 minutes over. 
I usually am so good about sticking to times, but we were just having so much fun and it was so exciting and it was so over that like... You were just trying to eat more sweets. I just wanted to eat more sweets. And then we all did the... Uh, I don't know the exact name of the dance, but we all did the like uh, traditional Indian like arm and arm, leg and leg dance mm-hmm. at the end. And it was so much fun. I kissed Curry Man on the lips. Uh, I can't help myself. It was spicy. It was so spicy when I kissed Curry Man on the lips. And then after, I had to take a red eye home. So I got everybody loaded up in the van. Me and Jordan Oliver and Schaff and... Uh, Shaft? Not Shaft. Schaff. Oh. Schaff. Schaff? Schaff. Schaff? I don't I, know. I don't Dude know. Dude is giant and muscular and sick. So and whatever he wants to be. Whatever he wants to be called, because I don't want him to beat my ass. Uh, and Allie all rode back to the airport for our red-eye flights. We had uh, separate red-eye flights, but they were all red-eye flights. And I got to say, the Seattle-Tacoma, the SeaTac airport, way bigger than I thought. Like, I got there, and I went through security, and then it still took me, like, 20 minutes to get yeah. to my gate. I was like, damn, I didn't realize this was that large of an airport. They have that really long train, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I had to ride the train. I was very tired at that point. Uh Luckily, I slept a good bit on the flight, but I did have to stop for a layover in Dallas. And Dallas at 6 a.m., just not the most fun I've ever had in an airport. Not, it's just, you know, like everything's bigger in Texas, including my dislike of most things about Texas. Yeah. Uh, so I tried my best. I uh, got on the flight, I got home, and then I rested and I felt great about it. And now I've got a big week ahead. I have 13 shows left in 2023. Do you want to hear all 13 before we get to questions? Yes. Okay. Wednesday, Lucha Libre and Laughs in Denver. Thursday, Effie's Big Gay Thanksgiving in Lexington, North Carolina. Elevation Pro presenting that. Friday, Russellcade and St. Clown Bussy with GCW. Well, Saturday is just a a signing, but I'm signing with Extreme World Wrestling, who I've wrestled for a few times in North Carolina. And then after that, I'm going to go to uh, Hartford, Connecticut to wrestle Santana Jackson in a singles match. Then I'm going to go to Brooklyn, New York to do I don't know what. Allie's on that show too. I think Bussy is going to have a match. Then I'm going to go to Edmonton, Alberta, Canada to defend my championship again at a christmas theme show. Then I'm going to go to Los Angeles, California to team up with Mance Warner against Juicy Fatu and Fatu Jacob Fatu uh, in a big tag team match. Then after that, I'm going to go to Glory Pro in St. Louis, Missouri on Sunday the 17th for the Rizmus. Do you stick out to your gut for the Rizmus? Uh, <laughs> then the next week, I have a, a yoga interview with someone spectacular who has done another yoga interview with Biggie Langston of WWE fame that I'm going into town early for uh, and then wrestling at the GCW Holiday Special. Then I'm going to do uh, Glory Pro again. I'm taking a week off in between there, like a weekend off. Damn. A weekend off. And then I'm doing Glory Pro on the 30th. So I'm skipping the NGI, but then I will end the year at uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey, at the showboat that I've done for the past five years uh, for the do-or-die rumble, I believe I'm in, for a shot at the GCW Heavyweight Championship, which Blake Christian better watch his back if he's still got the belt then. That's all I got to say. I'm doing or dying. The last do-or-die rumble that I that was uh allowed at the thing i don't think they did it last year i was excluded from because i was attacked by jeff jarrett so i've got something to prove in the rumble the rumble stilt skin if you say his name you win because you know like the story of rumble Stiltskin. yeah 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 okay uh do we have any questions this week Peter? we do let's take a quick break perfect <laughs> 